This one piece of advice has been passed down from copywriter to copywriter, but somewhere someone got it wrong, and this misheard lyric makes copy weak and ineffective. Want to know what it is? Well, keep listening. Five, four, three, two, one, liftoff. Two women, one mission to break through the BS of business, money, and mindset. So you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon. And I'm Ray Brent and welcome back to... Breaking Through the BS. Oh, right. It's great to be back again. It certainly is, Pauline. It feels like it's, I don't know, been a week. Yeah, about that. <laughs> a lot happens in a week, though, I've got to tell oh, you. It certainly does in our life. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, we've got a great show today, Ray. We are talking today about one of the worst pieces of advice that people have been given as copywriters and what it is, how to avoid it, and how to connect with the audience better when you're writing. So I guess this is one of our very first copywriting podcasts. We haven't really spoken much about it, have we? Oh, not really. A little but... bit, but not anything No, specific. we haven't really alluded to it. Alluded, that's Allude. a good word. <laughs> but anyway, so um, today we're going to be talking about the piece of advice, which is... Hang on, before you get to that, it's like, how the heck did you... Pull it right down into just one piece of bad advice, because surely there's heaps oh, right. going around. I'll be honest, there are a lot of bad pieces of, of advice, but when I find people are being advised about how to write, this is the one that trips them up all the time, because it insults the reader, it's condescending, and as soon as you do that, the people that are reading your copy will close their well, it's faster than it takes Usain Bolt to run the 100 metres. And that's fast. That's very fast. And you lose their trust. And that's why I want to share it today because I see the mistake being done again and again and again. So the mistake, can I tell everyone now? Yeah, okay. All right. The worst piece of advice that people are told when it comes to copy is to dumb down the writing. Bum, bum, bum. So I don't know where this happened because a lot of the old texts that I read, you know, like... The classics. The classic copywriting books, no one has ever said, dumb down your writing. But what they do say is to simplify it. You know, don't use $10 words when a 10-cent word will do just as good. And what, what we're talking about there, and you alluded to <laughs> before, you know, why would you use the word allude in copy when hint is just as good, and it's instantly recognisable. Well, that's it, and then the reader can actually spell it too. They can spell it, and they're not lost from your copy trying to think what that means. Is that, are they saying allude to or hint, or are they eluding? Is the word or meaning eluding me, like as in escaping? So you're not making the person think by using the word hint because it's instantly recognisable, they know what it is, they have a reference point for it, they don't have to think, so they move on to the rest of the copy. Exactly, and, and that's what it's all about too, is is feeding the reader something that they can easily digest. Yeah, 
straight off the plate. Yeah, we don't want people to think when they're reading our copy, and it's not because they're dumb. It's because as writers, that's our job to make the reading easier. As um, Stephen King and Gary Halbert and many great writers that have come before us have said that the easier something is to read, the more... Well, the harder work has gone into Yeah, the hard, harder it was to write. Yeah, exactly, and the more editing in that. Because what we know from people like William Zinser and other people who've written, and also Stephen King, good writing is rewriting. So we're talking about, you know, just get your dirty first draft out and yeah. then edit it. Edit it down to something that's, you know, refined and easy to understand. But nowhere has anyone ever said, apart from the newer generation of copywriters, dumb down your writing but you don't dumb down anything because you don't want to insult people no exactly right it's like nobody in their right mind wants to be called dumb yeah exactly i mean even david ogilvy he he's you know very famous for saying the consumer isn't a moron she's your wife and when people actually get that that the people that are buying products that you're writing copy for they're not idiots. They're not some random person that you don't know. They are usually someone that you love. And if you don't love who you're writing for in some capacity, then you shouldn't be writing for that product at all. No, because it comes down to um, the research, knowing who your pro- prospect is, mm-hmm. and then actually having that reverence for them mm-hmm. that and respect that it's like you're actually – um, providing them with information that's pertinent to them that's actually, if they buy this product, is actually going to help their their lives, make yeah. their lives better. See, that's the way I think of myself as a copywriter is that I'm helping people solve their problems. And sometimes they don't know they have a problem, so we're highlighting the problem and also handing them the solution. And so nowhere does anyone... Um, want to be told that they're dumb or stupid or be made feel that way with copy because they didn't know something. It's like, well, you know, how could you have known this? You know, maybe there's a conspiracy or maybe someone's hiding something from you, but at no point do you ever say, well, you're an idiot because you didn't know this. That's the first way to upset people. Think about a a normal one-on-one conversation. Have you ever been called an idiot, Ray? Oh, many times in that, the army. <laughs> yeah, well, that's unfortunate because you're not an idiot. But how did that make you feel? It, it made me feel stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me feel angry that someone else was judging me. And it insulted your intelligence? Exactly, without even knowing me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was called stupid um, when, we, when we went to America a couple of years ago and this woman just went to town because... You know, I was I was dumb and I didn't understand how America works. Well, I don't think most Americans know how America works, especially <laughs> at the moment. It's just wackadoodle all over the place. But most countries are. You know, we're not going to point the finger without knowing that there's three fingers pointing back at myself. But for her to call me stupid because I didn't understand something she said, and, you know, she said, oh, well, that's, you know, you're a bit dumb. That's not how it works in America. It's like, yes, it is, and this is blah, 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 and I blew her out of the water and everyone else around because I actually knew what I was talking about. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, you know, presented such a strong opinion. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have opened your mouth 
in the first place. Yeah, I'm older and wiser. A younger version of me would have, and, you know, that's why I've got small feet because I've got a small mouth, and so it makes it way easier to put both feet in my mouth if I've got small feet. But um, back to back to the reading, back to, um, you know, simplifying things. I mean, copywriting legend Gary Halbert, a lot of his copy he wrote at a third-grade level. But if you read his copy... It's not dumbed down at all. It's not using really stupid words. He's not condescending and trying to make the reader feel stupid. What he's doing, he's actually just making it simple. And it flows like nothing else. I mean, Gary Halbert had a huge ability and like a special gift at just simplifying difficult concepts. Well, it's it's almost as if um, you could actually go to bed of a night time and say, hey, Pauline, can you read me a Gary Halbert letter to put me to bed? Because it's just so soothing. Yeah, well, what I used to do is I used to wake up and read a Gary Halbert letter when I woke up in the morning before I even started my day's writing because that helped me get into the flow of writing simplistically. And, I mean, when we're talking about simplifying writing, what we're talking about is if a word can be exchanged with a simpler one, then do it. If a sentence can be shortened, then shorten it. Um, and just just yeah. while we're on that one, the easiest way to identify if a sentence mm-hmm. can be shortened is to read it out loud. Yeah, and if you run out of breath, breath, that's when you need to put a full stop in. Well, it's probably before that. <laughs> but at the very you know worst-case scenario, when you run out of breath, then you definitely need to stop the sentence right there and shorten it. Yeah, good point, very good point. Um, sometimes when you're writing, there'll be a word that slows down what we call the speed of the read and what that is, because every piece of copy that you write and read has a cadence or a tempo rhythm to it. And, uh, John Carlton talks about that because he's very much coming from the musician mentality, um, I think us coming from the military, we know that there's a cadence in drill and all that sort of stuff. However you get it, you get it. But just know that there is, when you read copy and and then when you write it, you become aware of like tempos, like you use the power of three, like three words together and yep. things like that. And I'll talk about those in, in um, future shows. We'll go into the, the craft of copy a little bit deeper. So what we want, though, is any words that slow down the speed of the read or distract the reader, as in take them off the page that they have to go on and look it up in a dictionary, or if you actually at that point use a word that they don't understand and they feel stupid, then they will leave the page. Yeah, never to return. Never to return. And, in fact, what you're doing is you're training them that if in the future they get anything from you, they're not going to understand it, so they're not going to read it anyway. And that is how we train people. So Gary Halbert simplified his writing, but he never, ever dumbed it down. So next time anyone ever tells you to dumb down your writing, just run in the opposite direction. Just do yeah, not even don't, listen don't walk. to them. <laughs> yeah. Run. So remember, you know, the, the famous words of David Ogilvy, the consumer isn't a moron, she's your wife. And that's that will keep you in good stead. Now, just qu- quickly something that I said before we finish up is to get the right reading level, what you need to know is about the flesh Kincaid scale. The flesh Kincaid's uh, grade level is what grade level a child would be at for them to read your writing with any ease. So when we write copy, some people will say it has to be between 
you know, four and six. Now, I'm a professional writer and I sometimes find it very difficult, depending on the subject matter and the, the um, what I'm writing about, as in the topic or the industry, sometimes it's very difficult to get it below, below eight. But eight is the absolute maximum that you should be aiming for. The, obviously, the lower the better. So four would be fantastic, but we are in like godlike Gary Halbert zone right there. If you can get it between six and eight, that is a happy day. I've seen... Um, copy that has been like 11 and 21 (laughs) and it's like you just look at it and your brain melts and you just know that it's not going to be a joy to read and when we're thinking about you know a 21 grade level we're talking about academic papers research yeah lots of of jargon industry jargon lots of jargon acronyms and things like that that really jar you and that's what i'm saying you know those kind of things really do take you off the page and even when people use an acronym but they haven't actually told you what that means earlier it's like well what in the hell is this like do i have to do i have to go and research it as a writer, you are trying not to make your reader do any work apart from just read what is on the page right there. So, um, and how do you find your readability scale or your score is on Word. Um, it's in the grammar check. It's like the, the um, spell check and you can actually get it to check your, your grammar. And there's a couple of things online. But generally what I find is that the, um, the readability tool on Word, Microsoft Word, is good enough and as long as you use the same one all the time because you don't want to try to game the system because I know Hemingway has a readability score on there but it's a little bit more lax and so what I like to do uh, word all the time just to keep that consistent so that I've got a, a good litmus test of what my writing is actually going to do. Also the Microsoft program shows you how much of your language is passive and so that's another hard thing for people to read is passive language. Um, what we need to do is be more active, like Ray threw the ball instead of the ball was thrown. Ray threw the ball is active. The ball was thrown is passive because something happened to the ball. But in the first sentence, Ray threw the ball. Ray's the active person in that sentence and she's the doer. The doer is a person. Whereas in the second one where it's passive, the ball is having something done to, to it and there's no person as as a subject. So it just makes it very difficult to read. So um, basically we want to simplify things and here's just something I want to leave you on. Okay. All right. So when we're talking about dumbing things down, this is how wrong it is because think about everyday songs, okay? So there's, yeah. there's a song that was in a movie by the name of Frozen sung by Elsa when she's banished up into the top of the mountains. Yeah. And the song is Let It Go. Now, this is a couple of lines out of this song. Now, tell me whether this is dumbed down. Because think about the age group of the people that watch this movie, okay? We're not talking about, like, 40-something-year-old women, (laughs) 50-something-year-old women. That own cats. That own cats. (laughs) No. What we're talking about is little girls and boys. So here's... Um, some of the words out of that song, and I'll try not to sing it. <laughs> my power flurries through the air into the ground. My soul is spiraling in frozen fractals all around. And one thought crystallizes like an icy blast. I'm never going back. The past is in the past. So right there we've got spiraling, frozen fractals, crystallizes, and flurries. 
but yet kids will be singing those words. So the people who wrote that song didn't dumb it down. They didn't go, my power um, surges. Oh, no, that's too hard. Oh, let's dumb it down. My power blasts goes goes through the ground, uh, through the air into the ground. Oh, grounds are oh, maybe into the snow. Dirt. Um, you know, they didn't dumb it down. They just left it at an intellectual level that people could maybe learn a little bit out of it. And that's what I find, you know, when you honour your reader and treat them like they are smart, they will be smart. If you treat them like they're dumb, they will click off and just never read your writing ever again. So um, the long and short of it is simplify, don't dumb it down, and treat your reader with respect. Yeah, I think that's... That's the biggest key there, Pauline. Yeah, and I think that's where I want to leave it. You know, just be respectful as a writer. Yeah. Yeah, and it comes down to that authenticity and and wonderful communication skills. Exactly, and that's what copy is all about for me. It is just having a genuine, authentic conversation with someone that I care about, and that's copy. (laughs) Everything's copy. And that's all i got to say about that. And that's all i got to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, thank you very much for listening to our bantering and our little shenanigans, and uh, we'll catch you on the next call. Yeah, bye for now. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now.